do you want to make better, faster, more savvy business decisions? Most of our clients tell us they are very confident in their clinical abilities, but when it comes to business, they question and doubt themselves. This often slows down their desired progress and business success and leaves them wondering if they're cut out for running a business. In this episode, I'm going to share research-backed information on the benefits of self-care and how it impacts decision-making, and I'll introduce my top three tips for making excellent and informed business decisions quickly. And no, the tips don't, e- don't involve long lists, downloading apps, or learning a new skill set. It all boils down to vision, clarity, and flexibility. Those are essential components for making excellent business decisions. Collectively, they form a strategic framework that empowers you and your leadership team to navigate a dynamic and often unpredictable business environment. I'll walk you through identifying those shortly. I will tell you that questioning and self-doubt are very common, and I'll even say it's pretty normal to have doubts. When those doubts hold you up and hinder your progress, that's when it becomes a problem. Air quotes around the word problem here because it's really more of a challenge or an opportunity. Welcome to Thriving Practice, the healthcare business podcast where we talk about all things related to being a healthcare practice leader. We're here to support you with guests who bring specific business knowledge and with solo episodes with yours truly, Tracy Trepesky, where I share insights and stories from my 13 years of business coaching and consulting. Here's the thing. Around here, you'll hear a lot about mindset, self-care, preventing and recovering from burnout, and how to reclaim your time. And here's why because as a business owner, it is surprisingly easy to slip into the habit of overworking, skating the fine line between obsession and caring, and thinking that just because you can do most or all of the business administrative tasks, that you should. The truth is, even though leading a healthcare practice is different from other businesses, there are many similarities in all types of businesses, regardless of industry. This includes a hard-to-swallow truth that you cannot be all things to all people. And the old mindset of if you want something done, you've got to do it yourself will slow you down at best and create a toxic environment for yourself, your staff, and your patients at worst. So we're here to share different ways you can continue to be the practice leader while becoming a master of delegation and efficiency and open up time to pursue avenues to increase your earnings, scale your practice, or deepen your knowledge. Or here's a concept, to simply have more time to do the things you love with the people you love. The reasons for guarding your time and energy and becoming a master delegator are pretty simple from a business perspective. The why is straightforward. Being a practice leader and healthcare provider can be tremendously demanding, and this combination puts you at significant risk for burnout. Additionally, carrying a heavy cognitive load, which contributes to the mid-stages of burnout, significantly impacts your ability to regulate your emotions and make clear-headed decisions. So first, some background. During the surge of the Omicron COVID strain during the pandemic, 
researchers at the American Medical Association, the Mayo Clinic, Stanford University School of Medicine, and the University of Colorado School of Medicine found that overall, 62.8% of physicians had at least one manifestation of burnout in 2021. That is compared with 38.2% in 2020 and 45.5% in 2011. These trends were consistent across nearly all specialties, by the way. Now, there is hope for providers in small independent practices, which report dramatically lower levels of burnout when compared with the national average. In our work with provider owners, I've seen that the striking difference in burnout rates is directly related to having control over clinical hours, autonomy and decision-making with respect to patient care, and being connected to a larger purpose, say, for example, supporting underserved populations or specializing in an area of care that they're passionate about. Sometimes our clients come to us on the verge of or in recovery from burnout, and the number one challenge they have about being a practice owner is that it's tremendously difficult to provide a high level of care while juggling clinical, leadership, strategic, and administrative responsibilities. They feel their ability to make good and timely business decisions is hindered by their fatigue and overwhelm. Now, as I mentioned earlier, self-questioning then can start to set in and a cycle of doubt, overwhelm, and analysis paralysis will take over. Or sometimes even worse, taking rash business decisions without looking at facts and data, which can be extremely costly to the practice. Now, it might seem a little out of left field or or even maybe simplistic to say that self-care is one major avenue to better decision-making in business, which is why I want us to explore it together. In a 2021 Forbes article entitled, Why Multidimensional Self-Care is Essential to Better Leadership, the the author identified the biggest benefits of self-care as thinking more clearly and realistically, followed closely by the ability to identify and reflect on what's most important to you. We spend a good amount of time with our clients on identifying their vision and establishing clarity around what's most important to them and why. I invite you to slow down, to speed up or scale up. The very act of slowing down and identifying what's important to you, what you really want and why you want it is immensely helpful during stressful or chaotic times when cognitive load is heavy, emotions are running high, and there's a strong tendency to slip into old patterns. And, you know, those of us who have been doing our work don't really want to share those old patterns with our friends, family, and patients, colleagues, and so on. So let's briefly pause to talk about what self-care is and what it isn't. Self-care is not selfish. It's a necessary lifestyle practice for good health. We're not just talking about your physical health, though that's incredibly important. We're talking about your mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. Making time for regular self-care is a way to value and love yourself and to demonstrate to others that you care enough to show up at your best for them personally and professionally. So I want to repeat that. Making time for regular self-care is a way to value and love yourself and to demonstrate to others that you care enough to show up at your best for them personally and professionally. This can be tremendously difficult for people in helping professions. 
We have worked with psychotherapists, primary care physicians, physical therapists, chiropractors, naturopaths, acupuncturists, regenerative medicine specialists, and a few dental providers. And I've seen each of our clients grapple with what I call being selfish enough to take excellent care of themselves. Again, with my air quotes here. Yes, I just said self-care isn't selfish, but helping profession folks, people who are wired up as helpers often have a hard time taking care of themselves or prioritizing self-care because it feels selfish. So I use that phrasing, being selfish enough to kind of push back against that. Here are some regular, some benefits of regular and consistent self-care. Here we go. It can help you achieve more as a leader. As a practice owner, you are a leader no matter how much you delegate out or how large or small your team is. You set the tone and determine the culture of your practice. You can optimize your leadership skills, your emotional intelligence, your effectiveness, and your productivity. You can contribute more and add more value when you're in a good emotional, physical, and mental space. And here's a really good one, especially for those who struggle with making business decisions. Self-care can help you value yourself and feel more confident. Part of self-care practice is how you think of and treat yourself. That means being self-compassionate when you're having a hard time or when you've made a mistake or experienced failure and when expectations weren't met. You can excel without being perfect. Whew. Okay, as a recovering perfectionist, both of my hands in the air here, I am personally cheering you on in this practice. It is so liberating. You can excel without being perfect. The key I really want to drive home is this concept of slowing down to speed up or scale up. Practicing self-care is a means of slowing down. In slowing down, you can gain clarity and you're able to navigate your emotions and understand what they're telling you. You will be better equipped to reconnect to your vision and mission, and also to know whether or not you're in a good position to make a change should you be tempted by shiny opportunities or thinking the path you're on needs adjusting because maybe you're not getting where you want to be as fast as you would like or something. So here's a pro tip. If an opportunity is not aligned with your why and bigger vision, it's definitely worth tabling for a while to let the ideas marinate. You can always come back and visit later. I feel pretty comfortable assuming that like our clients, you, our listeners, are committed to providing the highest level of care to your patients. You're much more likely to show up rested, focused, and clear-headed for your patients when you're getting your own needs met. That includes feeling confident in your business decisions. Everybody wins when you're thriving. Now let's talk about my three tips for making excellent business decisions. As a sidebar, before I continue with this, making excellent business decisions always includes having a current picture of your numbers and knowing where you stand financially. So working from there, we start with vision. Tip number one, let's go. Your vision. Your vision provides the overarching direction and purpose for your practice. It involves a clear, inspiring picture of where the practice is heading. A well-defined vision serves as a guiding light aligning yours and your team's efforts. It helps in setting long-term goals, fostering innovation, and building a shared sense of purpose with your team. Without, meaning the absence of a compelling vision, your decision-making can become fragmented and lack a cohesive strategy. Think ping pong ball, but less fun. 
It is quite simple to identify your vision, but it's not always easy. Also, as you've probably already experienced, your vision may need adjustment along the way as you adjust your own goals and aspirations. But just as a lighthouse can guide ships through storms and rough seas, your vision can guide you through the ups and downs of practice leadership. The second tip is clarity. Clarity and decision-making involves a thorough understanding of the current situation, as I mentioned, for example, knowing your numbers, also an understanding of your goals and potential outcomes. It requires clear communication of objectives, risks, and expectations to your leadership team or business partners. When decision makers have comprehensive understanding of the context, they're better equipped to assess available options, anticipate challenges, and make informed choices. Clarity reduces ambiguity and enhances the likelihood of successful implementation. Now, if you want to gain crystal clarity, you'll need to slow way down, write out everything you want to achieve and why, and keep doing this until you reach the end of your normal thinking. So basically I'm saying journal, right? You're going to write this down. Usually it takes 20, 30 minutes of writing to get to the outside edge of your regular thinking. And then the magic starts to come through. That is where you gain your clarity and the ability to communicate that with your leadership team. You connect so deeply with what's most important to you and your why. And finally, my third tip, it's about being flexible. The business landscape and just the world in general is dynamic and subject to rapid changes in technology, market trends, and external factors. Flexibility and decision-making is directly connected to your ability to adapt and adjust your strategies in response to evolving circumstances. A rigid approach can lead to missed opportunities or ineffective solutions. It's kind of like the forest for the trees, right? If we're just looking at that one sick tree, we can't see that everything around it is looking pretty healthy. So your ability to be flexible will allow you to pivot when necessary or seize emerging opportunities and respond proactively to challenges. It also fosters resilience in the face of uncertainty. Vision, clarity, and flexibility are interconnected and reinforce one another. Integrating the three is key to your ongoing growth, ongoing growth and success. A clear vision provides a foundation for decision-making Clarity ensures understanding and alignment, and flexibility allows for adjustments without compromising the overall vision. Together, they create a strategic framework that supports agile and effective decision-making. In practical terms, a practice leader with a clear vision is better equipped to communicate strategic goals to the team, opening the door to a shared understanding and connection to purpose. Clarity enables effective risk assessment assessment, and the identification of key performance indicators or KPIs that you might identify or learn to identify, which can help you in decision evaluation. Clarity also helps shut down the noise, so to speak, when things get chaotic and complex. And flexibility allows your practice to adapt strategies based on unforeseen challenges or updated goals. So when you slow down enough to identify and fine-tune your vision, you will gain crystal clarity about what's most important to sustain or grow your practice. And as one of my clients says, when you bake in the flexibility needed to to adapt rapidly changing times, you'll have the key ingredients for your recipe for success. 
Now, keep in mind that taking excellent care of your well-being, your body, your physical body, mind, and spirit includes slowing down in order to speed up or scale up, and it will support you in making sound business decisions. If this episode has provided value to you, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review so more practice owners like you can find us and learn from the wisdom and guidance of our incredible guests and from myself. As a small business, we produce and broadcast this podcast with a limited budget. So we would like you to know how much we appreciate you, our dear listener. Thank you for being here and for supporting us in our mission to help over 1,000 practice owners take back their time, grow their practices, and elevate their leadership. Imagine if you could take back an hour or more every day. What could you do with that time? If you'd like to learn how to take back your time and grow your practice without sacrificing your well-being, schedule a strategy session with me. Go to practicesuccess.co and click on book a strategy call button. I'm honored to support you in your success. See you in a couple weeks.